1: Let's roll <laughs> level
3: two. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Merenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of bustle, and everybody else in between. We're throwing it down. Series XM channel 159. Ian Cameron, aka Babana, will step up in it in a couple of moments. Uh, with we got Jason B. Takafin joining us a little bit uh, later on as well. A lot of NBA talk, NBA trade deadline. And I'm sure the, the NFL isn't exactly thrilled. Uh, about this like basically look the nfl we all know the nfl is the big beast right the nfl is the beast and they they take center stage no matter what's going on in the sports world but but the nba and kyrie irving have done a good job of taking the super bowl (laughs) taking the super bowl off of the uh the front pages so to speak right it'll it'll be it'll resume again now listen people are gonna watch the super bowl and stuff but the fact that the trade deadline just a couple of days before the super bowl and people are going to be paying attention to the nba all week long uh eventually the super bowl will be pushed back another week though right in the future and then it'll be a holiday the day after it's what everybody always wanted so i think it's going to work itself out uh there But as far as the game is concerned, so we told you last week we're going to be there. We're going to be throwing it down in Arizona starting on Tuesday. So we'll be in studio once again tomorrow night, but uh, we'll be there Tuesday, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night. And then uh, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, Friday, we'll be broadcasting. uh, Keep it locked in on the grid all week long for some great Super Bowl coverage, guests, picks, props, and everything else in between. I've already got a few picks. I put a few picks in already. I put a few plays in on Friday's show. I got to tell you, though, our soccer sucked. Arsenal lost to Everton. They lost to Everton. And uh, Erling Holland did not score. Brutal. Like, you know, we, we probably both those soccer picks with, with the Super Bowl didn't win either of them. I hate that. You know what I mean? I hate that. Like, we don't, we don't want to lay minus 200 with Mahomes, one and a half touchdown passes. So, you know, oh, we better put in a parlay. Yeah, we just lost the first end of the parlay twice. Would have been better off just laying the damn 200. <laughs> That's what I realized after. I'm like, man, oh, I should just laid the 200. All right, but now I don't have a choice. I got to keep doing it. Uh, I got I to gotta keep doing it. And we'll, we'll hit a couple of front ends of it. But that was frustrating. But we told you uh, Spivak. Uh, we, we, we took Spivak, and I parlayed Spivak with the Kansas City Chiefs. I've got a couple of props in. I'm in on the Chiefs on an alternate line play. Level 2. This is Rage. I am Gabe Maranci. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. The Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in the house. SoCal kicking it. San Diego. We're going to talk some baseball, actually. Jason B. Takafin is going to kick it with us in Level 3. There's all this contract talk. We're talking about the NBA trade deadline and the NHL uh, trade deadline uh, coming up as well. Of course, Bo-, Bo Horvat was dealt from the Vancouver Canucks to the New York Islanders. And uh, he's going to make his debut tomorrow night. We'll break that down uh, with Babano. But Manny Machado is actually a free agent after this year. He's got a contract, but he can opt out of the contract if he wants. And when you look at the money that it is, it's only like $30 million a year that he's under contract for. He's not going to take that. He's going to opt out. So we'll get into that uh, with, with Jason B. Takafin. We got the World Baseball Classic, Otani. The Angels told Otani no limits, no, you know, he can do whatever he wants to do in the World Baseball Classic. Pitchers and catchers are reporting. Like, next week. It's like Valentine's Day for most uh, teams. So, we'll talk a little baseball a little bit uh, later on. As far as the Super Bowl is concerned, Kansas City Chiefs are getting one and a half still right now. The money line is plus 104. The over-under is 50 and a half uh, now. Now is when, the, you know, the, the 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 money is really going to start to pour in on the Super Bowl now that, you know, we're through the bye week and a countdown is officially on one thing i almost i swear man you know we got we've already told you we like kansas city but i almost just want to wait and find out next saturday when is it saturday is it thursday or saturday whenever the hell it is they they have the award show might be on friday whatever i'll look it up but who cares (laughs) so you get my point uh the gist of it dude whoever wins the most valuable player never wins in the super bowl and the two the two candidates, uh, the, the the two candidates, are basically Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Like, if you're a Chief fan or if you're an Eagle fan, you don't you don't want uh, to win the Most Valuable Player. You have to go all the way back to 1999, Kurt Warner. Thing is, there's been some really like big time good quarterbacks that like won the MVP and lost. Like, this thing is real. And I think Mahomes is going to win the MVP for the record. Empire! Ian
2: Cameron, AK Babano, steps up and in. Let's do this thing. This is Sports rage SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
0: Selling smoothies is what I do, but for small business insurance, I chose my state farm agent. He's a small business owner, too, so he knew how to
3: help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor... State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. The late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenzi The tips, the players, the hustlers, the people, of Buzzville, but and everybody else in between, including Ian Cameron. Steps up and in. A.K. Babano. Babano, the all-star weekend is done. We're getting back at it. The Super Bowl countdown is officially real right now. One week from tonight. There's a lot of work to do this week. How you doing, Babano?
4: Yeah, and I'm glad it's over, the All-Star weekend, uh, the Pro Bowl games, the All-Star game in the National Hockey League. I'm glad it's behind us. I'm ready for the second half of the NHL season. I'm ready for the Super Bowl. I'm ready for the games that matter to be here again.
3: Have you um, have you bet much on the Super Bowl uh, yet? Have you put like a side in? Have you put a prop in? Have you bet the total yet? What have you
4: bet as far as the Super Bowl is concerned? We've bet a few props. Uh, we're still, you know, you know, locking everything in as the course of the week goes with some of the, uh, you know, more obscure props. But you know, the the majority of the props that have been available early on from the beginning of last week, your standard, you know, receiving yard player props like receiving yards, rushing yards, that kind of stuff, passing yards, touchdown passes. You know, those we've locked in some already uh, in this game. Uh, We're going to probably commit to the Philadelphia Eagles. I haven't bet the side yet. I have bet the total already because we saw some upward movement in the total. And uh, that would be uh, over the total. It's up to 50 and a half in a lot of spots. There was a little bump up in the total toward the end of last week. So I figured why wait around to lock that in? I'm waiting to see where this line goes with the with the side, but definitely Eagles' money line is going to be a, a look for me uh, in this game. I know I've talked about it a couple of times last week, last Sunday, and, and on the Wednesday show that I just think the Eagles are going to find a way here because I like this roster. Matt Mahomes, if he's close to 100% mobility and health, he's certainly good enough and talented enough, and we know how he can almost will his team to victory any given night in a big-game quarterback he can be. But I like this Philadelphia team. I like them in the trenches. I think their secondary can match up. I think Sneed's health is something to monitor here because the number one receiver position manned by A.J. Brown for this Eagles team could be able to do some serious damage, a lot like Jamar Chase did for the Bengals against Kansas City. So that's a matchup to watch. And I just think at the end of the day, the Eagles – We'll pull one out. I think it'll be a great game, potentially competitive game, but I do like the Eagles. As far as the props go, the main one that I really like the most, rather than rhyme them all off, because, you know, I don't want to do that. We've tight for time. But I think one that makes sense conceptually uh, as we get closer to game day is the short passing game for Kansas City is going to be something they do early and often. I don't think it's going to be a stretch the field vertical attack. You've got receivers injured, receivers with their status still questionable going into game week. We've got... Mahomes, you know, with the ankle that he's coming off that injury. You've got a situation where I think the intermediate passes and the short dump off route passes to running backs, I think, are going to be critical. So, one of my favorite props, and I've already locked it in, is Jarek McKinnon uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs over rushing and receiving yards. And I think I even like the receiving yards on him over 22 and a half more. I think it's going to be a very uh, easy to de- de- detect game plan for the Chiefs. You know, get the ball out quickly. This is a great eagle pass rush. We saw what they did against San Francisco, whether it was uh, Brock Purdy, you know, the sack that got his elbow banged up in that game, and then the damage they inflicted on Josh Johnson after that. That's a defensive front you don't want to mess around with, you know, if you're Patrick Mahomes. And with that ankle issue as well, get the ball out quickly. Jarek McKinnon's going to play a big part in that, in my opinion, for the Chiefs.
3: I think McKinnon, you're right. I think he's going to have a bigger impact, though, uh, Babano. On um, on the re- on the receiving end of things, I think Pacheco is going to carry the ball more as the actual running back, but I can't I can't disagree. Listen, he's going to get the running backs involved. I think there's going to be receptions uh, there for McKinnon. But as far as rushing is concerned, I think as you said, I like his I like his receiving props more. I like a bet actually of a battle. McKinnon under nine and a half longest rush. McKinnon under under. Nine and a half yards, longest rush. So I wish you the best. (laughs) I wish you the best uh, with your receiving. But I'll tell you what. So he's gone under the number. It depends. I've seen 22 and a half, and I've seen 20 and a half, depending on the book for Jarek McKinnon, right, for his rush yard props. But he's gone under this number in four or five. And the one number that he did, the one time that he did go over with the rushing yards was the game that Mahomes got hurt and Chad Henney uh, came in. But specifically, and I, I don't mind the reception yards for McKinnon. But specifically for the under nine and a half long rush guys, he's gone under this number in twelve of the uh, last fourteen games. So only, you know, I mean, only twice did he pop a run for more than ten yards. I'm not a big, I don't like these bets too much, Babano, because it's just one play and you're done all the time. You know what yeah. I mean? You're betting what, under nine and a half. I mean, the guy could pop that on the first run he gets, and then boom, you lose the bet. <laughs> but uh I'm playing the numbers here, and I'm playing the fact that I do think Pacheco is going to be the one that runs the football and McKinnon will be used in a passing game. Pacheco doesn't really catch, uh, catch that many balls with Banner, to be honest.
4: Yeah, I, I think Pacheco definitely is just a running quarterback. He's not been used in the screen passing game. He's not been used really as, you know, someone that they pitch the ball to in an option type game where it'll be counted as, you know, a, a reception. So, you know, you look at this situation and I think if you're going to ask one of the two backs to be the pass-catching running back on this Kansas City Chiefs team in the Super Bowl, it's going to be Jarek. You know, Jarek McKinnon's going to be the guy. Uh, as Isaiah Pacheco, as you mentioned, the numbers bear it out. He's almost only relegated to rush attempts. They rarely look at throwing the ball to him uh, in the open field as a, uh, a safety valve uh, but Thompson he is running the ball well McKinnon. and he's, he's running coming on well yeah like pacheco's
3: coming on right now and getting more reps like we said if you look at mccannan the only time he really got a bunch of touches like as far as rushing attempts was the game that mahomes got hurt against the Jags, and he did but that was kind of unorthodox uh, and you see that they like pacheco and Dude, Pacheco made some big plays for battle against the Cincinnati Bengals. He runs hard. He runs aggressive. He runs like a, run, uh, like a young running back does. Like RG3 tweeted, I think he said, Pacheco runs the ball. Every time he rushes the ball, it's like the last time he's ever going to run the ball. Like, he really does have a chip on his shoulder when he's out there. And they need it, man. They're going to need some playmakers. Mahomes can't do it all by himself, I'll tell you that.
4: No, no, he won't. Uh, And definitely Pacheco's uh, picked up steam uh, for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs in the run game. He's been really solid. You know, we saw the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously, against San Francisco. See, I thought they were going to throw the ball a lot early in the game. They did. But then Burt Purdy gets injured and all things change because, look, they got the lead. And in the second half, all they needed to do was sit on the lead. There was no threat of the Niners coming back in that football game. Uh, The offense was limited. They couldn't move the ball. Purdy couldn't throw the ball downfield. And it just became run the football, run the football time and time again and get the game over with mentality from the Eagles on offense. Not this week. You know, so I don't mind Jalen Hurts' pass attempts, pass completions over. I think those are good looks in this game because I think it's going to be tight the whole way. I don't think this is a blowout either way. And uh, Philadelphia, if you look at their run-pass ratio during the course of the season, you know they actually did skew to the pass more often than the run. Now, again, they didn't need to throw the football in the second half. And if anything, you know that could lend to some value here in terms of the uh, Jalen Hurts' passing props uh, in particular in this game because I think there's going to be uh, a situation where the, the Eagles are in a battle the whole game, where if they lead, it's going to be a slim lead, where they're going to still have to be aggressive. They're still going to have to uh, end up uh, throwing the football. So you can find, you know, Jalen Hurts, 31 and a half with his pass attempts, uh, 21 and a half with his pass completions. I like both of those. Ian Cameron, AK Babano, kicking it with
3: us. Of course, keep it locked in uh, all week right on the grid. We're going to be throwing it down live from Glendale, Arizona. We'll have your back, and we're going to have a bunch of props uh, for you. We're trying to get as many different picks from uh, everybody as we can uh, throughout the week. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what. Philadelphia's defense is is awesome. We know it. They've had a great year. But the playoffs have been very, you know, they got the Giants who just rolled over and they smashed. Okay, fine. We'll give them credit for that. San Francisco had a one arm quarterback. Right. They didn't have a quarterback. So, you know, they've gotten this far all year. I felt this about uh, Philadelphia. And I said the same thing. I said, you know, I don't really know how good they really are, but they're going to end up in the Super Bowl anyways. And here they are right now. But this is going to be their toughest test. But man, this is the first time they're going to, this is the first time in the playoffs they're going to face someone that could actually throw the football. Yet you brought it up Kansas City have a million injuries at the wide receiver position, too. So, it's it's going to be an interesting uh, matchup. I think Philadelphia will want to run the ball in KC are going to throw the ball, uh, Babano. And it's, you know, we talked about it earlier, but Brendan Ayuk of the, um, of the San Francisco 49ers was on a podcast and he picked Kansas city. I don't know if it's just, you know what I mean? He basically said we were talking about He goes, uh, I don't fully know about that defense. I'm not sure. I think Kansas city will be able to expose what we were going to be able to expose before some unfortunate circumstances happened. Like I said, you got to get lucky to win the Super Bowl. They've been extremely lucky. <laughs> right? So that's IU's take on on the Eagles. They've just got one more game to do it and shut everybody up, though, the battle. They don't care about what people say about them. They're, they're in the Super Bowl, and they're one win away from winning.
4: Yeah, I mean, you don't apologize for the schedule. You make do with it, and if you got the job done in, in getting here, no matter how easy, no matter how difficult the path may be, that's all that matters in the end. Listen, we're up against it here, the battle. hit this on the other side. The late night anchor match. We are continue. to Bring it.
1: Races you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
3: Jake from State
4: Farm here, hanging out with Mel's Mow and Grow. Mel chose State Farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner too. So she knew how to help
3: him personalize his policies. And now he's rolling in the green. Like a like a good neighbor. Guys, I'm trying to do the line. Oh. Sorry, Jake. It's all good. Like a good neighbor? State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. Sports race late night. Countdown to kickoff continues. I am Gable Moranci. Throw it down on SiriusXM m Channel 159. So, in other words, actually, this time next week, we're going to know who won uh, the Super Bowl. We're going to get into some NHL hockey. Uh, with Babano, but we were just talking about the Eagles and the critics talk about the schedule and was the schedule, the toughest schedule in the league? No, but I don't, I don't make too much about that stuff either. Babano, like basically you're playing teams in the NFL and you're playing, you know, you play the same schedule that the Dallas Cowboys played that the Washington commanders played, right? If the schedule was so easy, how come the commanders and, and, and the Cowboys and the giants? Well, they actually all did have pretty good years to be honest with the exception of the commanders. But, I don't buy into that, and it doesn't matter. But, Ben, I always use the line. It goes back. It was like 1989. uh, It was like 88-89 season, whatever. And Notre Dame won the the national championship in college football. And they didn't have a very tough schedule. And they were getting called out for it. And somebody said to Lou Holtz, it was before the championship game. um, Somebody said to Lou, well, you know, it wasn't an official championship game, but it kind of was. They were playing West Virginia. They said, well... People don't think you're the best team. You didn't have the best schedule. And Lou Holtz said, I don't know if we're the best team in the country. And he goes, all I know is we've been better than every team that we've played. <laughs> right? And, and <laughs> That's like, it was a good answer. He goes, I don't know if we're the best team in the country. He goes, I know we're, we've been better than every team that we played every Saturday. And we're one win away from winning a national championship, which they did. So I guess, you know, you block the haters, bro. And it doesn't matter what people say, but Bano, if you're in a Super Bowl or a championship game, I guess that's the moral of the story.
4: Yeah, it's not just. I don't think it's just that the Eagles. There's people that question how st- tough their schedule was, and especially the playoff wins. The Giants, you know, were a team that had a no, huge. It was just tournament. the Niners game that the Niners didn't have
3: a freaking quarterback.
4: You yeah, know? that's yeah, that's what really made people think. Could you have gotten an easier, better situation? It was right there on a platter for you to win the NFC Championship, be in the Super Bowl. And I think part of that too is people look at the history of the Chiefs. You know, under Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, that they've been to a Super Bowl a couple times. They've won one. You know They've had a lot of success, and this is a team with pedigree. This is a team that's had a lot of success. And people look at a team like Kansas City, and they compare them to teams like the Giants and the 49ers, who were without a quarterback for much of that game, and they're going to say, wow, Eagles are really going to face a real team now. I mean, that's the narrative. I'm not saying I believe that, but that's the narrative, is that now you're facing a real team. Now you're facing the Kansas City Chiefs. They've been to the Super Bowl a couple times with this quarterback. They've won one already. Now let's see what they're made of. I think they're made of a team that is very loaded at all levels. I think their offensive line's outstanding in front of you know, I think they can protect Hurts, they can open up holes for the run game. Their defensive front is fantastic. I think their secondary is very capable. You know, they made some additions there in the offseason. Darius Slay has had a terrific season. This is a team that's good at all levels. They've got the receivers now and the weapons, With bringing in A.J. Brown to go with Devontae Smith. The reason they traded Zach Ertz was because they believed in Dallas Goddard as a legit good NFL tight end, and he's proven that he is. You know, they, they don't take a back seat here in Philadelphia, in my opinion, even though the Chiefs are the team with the Super Bowl ring.
3: Ian Cameron, Baban will throw it down with us. Ian Gabe Morenzi. No, all good points. They're a deeper team. They're a better overall roster. Right? They are. I mean, so forget about the schedule and all that. They are the most complete team in the National Football League as far as their roster is concerned. Every position, they're good at. Their wide receivers are good. As you mentioned, their DBs are good. Their D-linemen are good. The O-line is good. The quarterback is good. The running backs are good. Like, everybody is good. Every unit is good on the Philadelphia Eagles. But, can't say the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> right? You know what I mean?
4: And who's I guess it, it's talent, a team sport. Who can make a play out of nothing.
3: Yeah, not right. It's a team sport, but he really is one of the greatest ever to do it. Right? I think. You know, I know it's it's crazy to say this young in his career, but he really can just carry a team. Um, hopefully he has some weapons to be able to work with. But without being stated of a battle, Patrick Mahomes did get drilled in the Super Bowl. Last time he was in the Super Bowl, just two years ago. They got punched in the mouth, they got routed.
4: Yeah, they definitely did. No question, they did, and uh, you have to factor that in that they've had their rough Super Bowls as well. Uh, there's no question. As in but I
3: like that great. for them, actually, because yep. like the last time they were there, they know they know the feeling of winning a Super Bowl. They know the feeling of losing a Super Bowl,
4: so, and I tell you what, you know, you know they don't want to have that feeling again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't. They don't. And speaking of Dallas Goddard, he was a, pro- a player prop that I really liked against San Francisco. You know, I think I think both tight ends going to be productive. I mean, it just feels like. I hate betting props, usually player props, involving the most popular, uh, in the most public player prop that there is. And, and we say that every week about Travis Kelsey, and yet here's Travis Kelsey every single week going over six and a half, seven and a half receptions, whatever it is, going over his receiving yards, scoring a touchdown at least once, sometimes twice in a game. I don't know if that changes here, honestly. Uh, and let's not forget Kittle, a tight end for the Niners, when the Eagles faced the San Francisco 49ers, before the injury to Purdy, you know, Kittle made some big plays down the middle uh, at the tight end spot. Josh uh, J- Johnson made a big pass completion to uh, George Kittle early third quarter against the Eagles before he got injured in that football game. They were giving up some yardage. They were giving up some receptions to the tight end spot, Philly, in that NFC championship game. And now they go up against uh, Travis Kelsey here in this game. And uh, uh, I've, I've, res- I've resigned myself to the fact that, yeah, do you pay a premium sometimes with Kelsey props? Yeah but they're still cashing, you know, and it's hard to look away from them. To be honest, though, um, I'm
3: surprised.
4: His, the,
3: the touchdown, the anytime touchdown prop for Travis Kelsey, it's actually not that expensive when you consider, uh, you know, how, how many touchdowns and how often he scores. So Kelsey, it's minus 125, guys. at FanDuel is listed as minus 125. He's got 15 touchdowns this year, but specifically in the playoff games, he's got a, at least one touchdown in eight of his last nine playoff games, Travis Kelsey. I believe that I believe that Kelsey will get into the end zone, and I'm not going to disagree. But Ben, like, I don't have a problem if you play Travis Kelsey touchdown, Travis Kelsey over receptions, and Travis Kelsey over receiving yards. And you know, at worst, you probably go two and one. I think you do the same go game parlay
4: 0. if you can of all three because I think you go three and zero with them. Honestly, I really do. I mean, and you can get a better price that way.
3: Yeah, yeah. Travis I don't, Kelsey I, yeah.
4: SGP. I think it's a great a great way to go
3: about it. Uh, The other one is, it's not crazy to think that he can score two touchdowns either, right? If he's going to score one, he can score two. Um, He does. So I like the Travis Kelsey uh, prop, especially the touchdown one. As I mentioned, he's got touchdowns in eight of his last nine uh, playoff games. A good prop, Ben. I was talking about this with Rob Vino on Friday night. So the um, over-under longest touchdown, the old one-and-a-half. So the ball from the one-yard line. Um, Six of the last seven Super Bowls, there's been a touchdown from the one-yard line. And in 23 of the last 33, so that's 23 and 10, 23 and 10 last 33 Super Bowls that there's been a touchdown from the goal line, uh, Babano, and this is a bet that I'm going to be on. It's minus 155. It's a little pricey, but not not as much as it should be. Actually, like the math guys are saying, considering like the 23 and 10, 70% win percentage yeah. all time with that prop. Yeah. Like it should exactly, they're saying like it should be like a minus 300 prop type thing. Like you're
4: actually, 155 is not a bad number for something that happens that routinely. That's right. And this is one of those, there's a couple of these props where the plus price entices some novice bettors where they see, you know, over one and a half yards, you know, longest touchdown. And they say, oh, look at that plus price. I mean, I got to take that over one and a half, but uh, there's a lot of people that fall prey to this. And that under one and a half is usually juiced. And like you said, 70% all-time in the Super Bowl. It cashes, and uh, yeah, I'm with you. It's, uh, it's the under there for me as well in that one.
3: You know, the, the, it's the teams pass from the one, too. So that's the thing. I think a lot of people sort of also get hung up on, wow, is there going to be a QB sneak? It's got to be a QB sneak. Not really. You know I mean? Teams throw. Like a good example is Travis Kelsey. We were just talking about Kelsey. Kelsey has three touchdowns this year from the one-yard line. So, like, Mahomes has thrown three touchdown passes from the one just to Travis Kelsey alone. Philadelphia are more Jalen Hurts. Like, when they get close, Jalen Hurts just, like, you know, he walks into the end zone. I said, Jalen Hurts has seven touchdowns, actually, from the one-yard line uh, this year. So, a 155, that's a play uh, that uh, should be played. Another one Babano that I find interesting is, will the team that scores first win the game? Historically, it's 68%. Yes. So the team that scores first in the Super Bowl is won 68% of the time. But I like Kansas City in a game. And I get I get the feeling that Philadelphia are going to score first. Philadelphia is such strong starters. So I'm going to play this. And I don't mind playing this no matter what, actually, Babano. Because if you play this, well, the team that scores first wins the game. Plus, It's plus 150. So you say no. If... If I bet on the Chiefs and the Eagles score first and the Chiefs win, then I'm really laughing, right? I'm like, "Wow, that was a great pick! I got plus one hundred and fifty, and I win the Chiefs bet." If 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 I pick the Chiefs and I say that the you know, the Eagles uh, whatever the team is score first, and it's the it's the Eagles, okay, I lose the Chiefs bet, but I actually already I hit a plus one hundred and fifty. I don't mind this to the no, so I think this you can. I would suggest this to to people no matter who you like. It's just a plus one hundred and fifty, and it's a great thing to just have stash. And it's over and done with the battle. And then boom, it hits one way or the other because you're either going to hit your game or you're going to hit this bat. I like this one to the NOAA plus
4: 150. There you go. Noah and the uh, team to win, which is a good, and it's a good way to make the, give yourself a better price. And, you know, at the end of the day, as you said, it, it's going to give you a little bit more value, a little more bang for your buck. And sometimes find a prop that's able to provide that for you. Uh, it can be definitely something that's going to be a positive return. And I, I agree with that. Uh, I think if you look at this uh, matchup too, Uh, there's, uh, the rushing yards, I think for, uh, Jalen hurts are in play, uh, 49 and a half. I could see him taking off running with the football a lot. I think that's going to be, especially in a game of this magnitude, like if there's everything covered down the field, it's third and six, uh, he's not going to throw the football away and look to punt. He's going to try to run for first down in a game of this magnitude. So, uh, Jalen hurts rushing yards prop. You know, you can argue about how much, uh, value there is at 49 and a half, but, Uh, I certainly think 50-plus rushing yards is very possible for Jalen Hurts, and it's probably a game where I expect it to be competitive. The whole playbook's going to be open for the Philadelphia Eagles here. Now, the one concern with Hurts' rushing yards is, man, they have so many different players that can run the ball, right? They have Sanders, Boston, Scott, and Kenneth Gainwell at a huge game against san francisco and of course hurts from the quarterback spot can run it so it can go in a bunch of different ways who's going to get the rushing attempts who's going to get the carries? total rush
3: yards for the philadelphia eagles could be a bet they definitely could be worth a look because i think they're going to run the ball a lot And like you said they they're pretty diversified with it more with the battle on the other side bring it
1: <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I know how to run a hair salon, but for small business insurance,
0: I chose my State Farm agent. She's a small business owner too, so she knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.
3: night anchor management class this is sports rage i am Gabriel baranzi shout out to all AM radio affiliates the mightier 1090 espn radio on a 50 000 watt juggernaut in the house so was Ian cameron A.K. babano and so was the national hockey league so it was nhl all-star weekend i actually didn't hate it i didn't like losing i was on the wrong side of pretty much every bet i made pretty much over the weekend from the skills competition <laughs> through the all-star weekend but there were some enjoyable parts to it, actually. I think they just need to tighten it up and shorten it. I thought the skills competition was really cool on, uh, on Friday night. They had some really good events and some cool ideas. The players were into it, but it was just too long. And the home run derby used to be too long as well, and they shortened it, and now it's amazing. Sometimes, you know, less is more. That would be my only suggestion uh, to them, but we're back at it. It gets real. So let's jump on the ice here, Babano, and start off in Philadelphia. New York Islanders and the Philadelphia Flyers. The Islanders, of course, this will be Bo Horvat, uh, his debut with the New York Islanders, and and uh, the Philadelphia Flyers played good hockey in the month of January. They had a good month, a winning month of hockey. So so it's, and I'm curious to see if the Flyers can keep this thing going after going eight four and two in the month of January, Babano.
4: Well, that's a fascinating game now tomorrow night all of a sudden with everything that's gone on with the New York Islanders, uh, a New York Islanders team that obviously gets Bo Horvat, uh, a big trade with the Vancouver Canucks, uh, and a rather surprising one because when you think trade for Bo Horvat, I've said this before, you you think you're a team that's close to winning a Stanley Cup. The New York Islanders still have work to do to get into the playoffs, never mind winning a Stanley Cup, and yet here they are. They're the team. That is the good news that at least they've got him signed, Uh, after this season he will not go to unrestricted uh, free agency so credit to Lou Lamorello for getting it done now you got to go on a run and now you got to try to make the playoffs and if you get in go on a run will it start here I think it's not a bad buy low spot on the Islanders they're only laying a buck 20 a buck 25 keep in mind they did win their last two games going into the all-star break they didn't score a ton of goals they're still having issues offensively but they did get good goaltending and they did win their last two games before the break the team does have a run in them, potentially, and if it's going to start, you got to beat, with all due respect to how hard they've played most of the season, you've got to start with a win here against the Philadelphia Flyers. So uh, I think you're going to get a great effort coming out of the break, some excitement in the dressing room, having a guy like Bo Horvat here now on the team. I think the Islanders, it's a good spot play, in my opinion, to look at them at uh, the short road favorite price on Monday night.
3: Definitely a positive message if you're an Islander player, showing that ownership and management are bringing in high-caliber players uh, like uh, Bo Horvat. Philadelphia, a tough team to want to get in front of. Uh, So as it is now, FanDuel, Islanders, minus 128, Flyers, plus 106. The total is five and a half. Uh, Babano, any any opinion on the total?
4: Uh, You know what's funny about the Islanders is I'm looking at them as value over the total. Bo Horvat's going to help them offensively. Uh, You know, I know Anthony Beauvillier went the other way to Vancouver, but he had really been grounded offensively and just not having the putting up the numbers you would expect from him. So it's going to open up a roster spot for someone else to make an impact. So I've got the Islanders circle as a team that look for all the weeks that have gone by. They have barely scored more than two goals and they've been an under machine. Well, I'm looking for reasons to think now their offense is going to go on a little bit of an uptick. They're not all of a sudden going to be a team that scores five or six goals every night. That's just not their M.O., but they will, I think, improve a little bit offensively. And in the short term, I'm looking at overs with Islander games. So for that reason, I lean over here, and it's only five and a half.
3: All right. So the All-Star game, of course, was uh, was in Miami, in the Miami area. Florida Panthers are in action on Monday night. The Panthers have been playing better hockey. You know, they were there was some frustration. They were so good last year in a regular season. Paul Maurice comes in. There was a lot of criticism of Paul Maurice and the style, and just just, you know, it was a rough start for them, but everything is starting to come together once again uh, for the Panthers. They've been owned by the Lightning Babano. Seven straight times the Tampa Bay Lightning have beaten the Florida Panthers. The Lightning or small road favorites, minus 122. Panthers plus 102 right now at FanDuel, total six and a half. Will they make it eight in a row? Or do the Panthers, Stanley C. Panther, stop the streak? What do you think of this one?
4: This is a great game. Uh this is another s- situation kind of like the Islanders. Like it's now or never for Florida. You got to start playing good hockey. You can't waste time, and it's got to happen right now. Uh I think they. I think they're going to win. I've just got that sense. Florida's the, the going to find a way to, in this game. I, I definitely lean Panthers here. They're a small home dog. They actually have a 13 and 10 home record, uh, and Tampa Bay's only one game above 500 on the road. I think that is something worth noting. I don't really have as many fears about betting against Tampa Bay away from uh, Amalie Arena they're a meandering 12 and 11 on the road this year. And if you look at some of these recent road performances from them, uh, they haven't always been great. You know, they got, they got, they lost to Calgary. They lost to Edmonton. Uh, their two recent road games to end that road trip. They came back home. They won all three games, but you know, you can't beat this team on the road. And Florida does get that win against Boston come from behind win, beat the mighty Bruins in overtime going into the break. Maybe that's the, the pep in their step. They need to get, this team going a little bit coming out of the break so i think from a momentum and situational standpoint and certainly from a value standpoint there's value with florida and i think they're i think they're worth a look in this game honestly even though tampa's done had the better of them lately i think florida's the play
3: too i did for me i'm looking at florida to end this um and and the domination all right the vancouver Canucks. so speaking of road home and all that dichotomy and stuff the devils are great at home they're a dominant home team the Canucks are actually decent on the road, though, right? They're they're the same on the road as they are at home, which isn't great, but they are not really good on either on the road or at home. But um, they have played better on the road. If you look at the record, it's kind of even itself out uh, now. It's a big price, uh, the Devils minus two sixty. Big price to lay for a team abandoned hasn't played hockey in a couple of days. That's my only, you know, maybe the uh, the Canucks in the first period could be worth a look here actually too. Just you know, just due to the fact, like I said, these teams haven't played right, so who knows who's going to be fresh? You know, some teams could stumble out of the gate and take a game or two to get their legs back again. I think the number's
4: just too high here, minus two sixty for the Devils. What's your take on this one? Well, and there's probably a thought process out there where are the Devils really going to play this percent win percentage hockey the rest of the season with how well they've played? Is there going to be a leveling off at some point uh, with the uh, New Jersey Devils? I mean, they are they are a very good hockey team, but. I don't know if they're going to go the next several games, you know, with the winning clip that they're on right now. Uh, Rick Tockett now is going to have some time to get, you know, his philosophies in. I think they're going to try to be more of a defensively conscious team. That's the way he wants them to play. The question is, does he have the personnel to play that way? Because it's just a horrible defensive team. The blue line is miserable for Vegas. Well, oh, they've been going
3: over with him, even though he they still go over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they still have so far. Yeah,
4: they still have. And are we going to see the two—the uh, debut of the two uh, new Canucks in that uh, Bo Horvat deal? I would assume Anthony Beauvillier uh, is going to be making his Canucks debut here in this game. We'll have to see about uh, Atu Ratu and where his status is. But I think Poviglia and they, and talk it already has them planning to play him with Pedersen and Kuzmenko on the uh, top line for the uh, Canucks. So, you know, maybe you take a shot with Vancouver coming out of the break. I think the fact that these two, the, all these teams are playing their first game out of the all-star break. It really levels the playing field. And it really, to me makes it leery to lay two fifty with any team in, in this kind of spot, playing the first game after the all-star break. So if you want to take a value shot with Vancouver, it's not the worst bet you could make.
3: Ian Cameron, AK Babano, throw it down with us just for a couple of more moments. Sunday, bloody Sunday, countdown to kickoff is on, but there's games to be bet on Monday on the National Hockey League. ice. Calgary Flames and the New York Rangers. This is a good game here, uh, Babano. Another total is five and a half, actually. Seen some a lot of five and a halves on the board suddenly. Calgary Rangers, Rangers minus 125
4: at MSG. What's your take? Calgary's dominated the Rangers. I mean, it's been really impressive the way they played. I mean, five straight victories head to head for Calgary over the Rangers. I think I like Calgary here. I mean, on the road, we'll see if they can get their act together. I mean, they're only uh, 10 and, thir- and 14, 10 and 15, rather, on the road, this Calgary team. But they had a very good performance against Seattle right before the break. They had uh, the win against Columbus. They had a great win against Tampa Bay at home. They won three of four. I get a sense Calgary is starting to get their momentum going. And playing better hockey. The Rangers have been kind of win one, lose one, win one, lose one going into the break. They took advantage of a very, very uh, depleted, shorthanded, struggling Vegas team the final game before the break that they won. I think it's a winnable game for Calgary, and I like the price you're getting with them as well. So I think Calgary will be a bet for me here.
3: We've got the, uh, the Stars and the Ducks. Dallas Stars, minus 400. Minus 400. Total is six in this game the Ducks are plus 310 I'm surprised actually to be honest that we're not getting two and a half now you could get two and a half obviously right but like normally when the number's this high they'll make the puck line two and a half so Dallas minus one and a half or minus 150 and the Ducks plus a puck and a half is plus 122 I'm surprised the puck line isn't two and a half actually to be honest uh the over under is six what are your thoughts on that one Babano
4: I ain't laying it with Dallas. I mean, I don't know. Dallas is the better team. Dallas did lose three in a row, though. Let's keep that in mind before the uh, All-Star break. So uh, that's not exactly something you want out of a north of minus 300 favorite. And Anaheim won three in a row going into the break. For as bad as they've been this year, they won three straight prior to the break. Now, two of those were against Arizona. So, you know, that's not saying much. But they did beat Colorado in Colorado as well. Five, three. So, you know, the Ducks have shown you a little life. You know, they're not mailing things in uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, if you look at the head-to-head series, Dallas has won, uh, you know, six of the last seven. Uh, but Anaheim played them earlier this year, and Anaheim beat them in, at home 2 to nothing in the last uh, meeting between these two teams. So it's dog or pass in a spot like this. First game out of the break. I know Dallas is the better team, should win the game, but not at this price. And you're just never sure that you're going to get these teams uh, every single one of them at their best this first game out of the break. It's a tricky handicap. You have to play the dog or you play nothing at all.
3: And finally, in closing, we have the Minnesota Wild and the Arizona Coyotes. And it, actually, let me just say something about Anaheim and Dallas uh, first. Something that catches my eye about this game, Babano, is the Ducks are a big-time over team, right? They're 9-1 to the over in their last 10 hockey games. Meanwhile, Dallas, Dallas are more successful when they play to the under, and they have been, Eight and two to the under in the last ten. Something's got to give here, uh, but bad. I mean, Dallas twenty nine and eighteen now to the under on the season. It's starting to get locked in like it was last year. Uh, but you look at the Ducks twenty eight and twenty two. What gives here with the total?
4: Well, it dep- it's also dependent upon where these games have been. The game in Anaheim was pretty low scoring with the uh, Ducks and the Stars last time. The games in Dallas, Dallas has scored you know three, four, five in a lot of these games. Long term though, this has been an under series so. Uh, it has, me I, would thinking say this under. Yeah. I think Dallas win this game, but Bano probably four one. Yeah, I would lean under, uh, but it's not something I'm, I'm not betting the total in this game, but I'd lean under. All right. So, uh, wild and coyotes. Wow. Uh, Minnesota, man. Uh, you know, I know they won at home Buffalo and Philadelphia, the last two home games before the uh, all-star break, but here's another team where their road record leaves a little bit to be desired. Uh, the Minnesota wild, they're just a uh, 500 road team this year. Arizona's played a lot better at home than on the road. Um, I don't know. This might be a sneaky little underdog upset here. Yeah, I'm not ready to trust Minnesota in this price range.
3: You, yeah, like we said, coming out of the All-Star break, like these young teams are going to be fired up. Start of the, you know, the, the second half here. Well, past the second half, whatever.
4: By the uh, way, one goal victories for Minnesota in the two previous meetings this year against Arizona, and those were in Minnesota, and Minnesota won them both by one goal. They they were they were pushed by Arizona in both games. Love it. Coyotes, plus a puck and a half, minus 134. Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano.
3: We're going to be in Glendale, Arizona all week long. Uh, Babano will catch up with you on the Wicked
4: Wednesday with your final Super Bowl props and best bets. Great stuff. Looking forward to Wednesday, Gabe, our final Super Bowl preview.
1: Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
0: Selling smoothies is what I do. But for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. He's a small business owner, too. So he knew how to help me
3: personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. Three minute warning. Level 2. This is Sports Ranch. I am Count out Countdown to kickoff continues. Thanks to Ian Cameron uh, for joining us. So, NHL hockey, we got a six-pack on the board uh, Monday night. And Philadelphia Flyers, as we were discussing with Ian, Flyers play good hockey. Flyers had a nice uh, month, 8-4-2 and two in the month of January. And um, their home dogs, Bo Horvat, makes his New York Islander debut. Tampa and Florida is a cool game uh, as well tomorrow night. Tampa Bay have beaten the Florida Panthers seven straight times. And not only that, actually, seven straight wins. I believe they've played to the under six straight times as well. So, like, man, there's been a pattern here. Yeah, this is the one, six straight unders here. Six straight under. Seven straight wins for for Tampa and six of them, the last six, have all gone under the number. Now, they were in the playoffs, so it's a little bit different. But even in the regular season, they were lower scoring. They played twice so far this year. was 3-2 Tampa in overtime, and Tampa beat them 4-1 October 21st and December the 10th. So we're really going to start to dial up our tomorrow night. That's when we'll just start rattling them off for you. We're going to do a bunch of videos. We're going to post them. We're going to be kicking it in uh, in Glendale all week long. But, you know, we're not going to go crazy. Right? I see, you know, we're going to play our player props. We're going to play our player props. I like Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown. I like Jalen Hurts over rushing yards. I like Jarek McKinnon's longest rush of the game to go under nine and a half. When it's all said and done, we'll probably have about 15 in that range. 15 to 20 plays.
1: This is rage. Bring it. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Selling smoothies
0: is what I do, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. He's a small
3: business owner, too, so he knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.